Have you heard about this videotape that kills you when you watch it? What a note say, Dan. Cat dead. Details later. See, the police are always off track with this shit. If they'd watch prom night, they'd save time. There's a formula to it. A very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouth Mills. And this week, my guest is the one and only Alan De La Torre from the bands Traders and Gutter Love. And he also does hip-hop under the name Gutter God. And he has his own clothing company called Scum Apparel. Now, just make sure you go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter if you haven't already. Share the shit around and help me spread the word. And if you're an Apple user, ratings are highly appreciated. And now, without further ado, here's this week's interview. But no, man, I definitely appreciate you for coming on the podcast. I know this has been a long time in the making for sure. You were supposed to be one of my first ever guests sometime last year. And then, uh, you know, I was kind of difficult to yeah. schedule with. And then it just kind of, you know, the connection broke apart for a little while. But hey, at least we finally get to knock it out. So yeah, for sure, dude. We can dive into the uh, podcast stuff, man, if that's cool with you. Absolutely. I'm just pulling up my notes. I'm all ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. Usually I start with a few music questions, pretty much just to see where you're at with all your projects and stuff like that before diving into the horror stuff. You and the guys in Traders released Minutes to Society uh, a few months back. Are you guys got anything else in the works? Or are you guys just, you know, ready to start hitting that road again, you know, after quarantine and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, we've, uh, we've been going through a lot of different shit. And we've uh, been looking at a couple of different avenues to go down. Yeah. And uh, it's mostly, like, on the DL. But we just met with uh, our new manager and our new booking agent. And so mm-hmm. we're starting, like, a whole process of getting the ball rolling with them and getting that plan rolling. So yeah. it's kind of on the hush for right now, but uh, we'll be doing shit. We'll probably be on the road early next year. Hell yeah. Definitely be looking forward to that for more sure. More music, more music videos. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, I really like and, the one to uh, Minister Society for sure. Yeah, that was a hell of a fucking adventure. I uh, flew out to Vegas to like do the demo with uh, Steven. And then like, I don't know, just all of the time put into that one. We feel really good about it. And then the music video, like by itself we it took like 11 hours of filming to get all that footage yeah and uh ended up spending probably probably maybe 24 hours of time just going back and forward with me and steven and the editor and the filmer trying to get like the exact image that we wanted and i think we nailed it like 99 percent. so we're real happy with the product that's awesome especially like you said when you spend a lot of time on it when it comes out it's always nice to be like uh you know very satisfied with it so Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not always the case. There's plenty yeah. of shit. Mostly, I would say, like, with my side projects that I've just, like, released haphazardly, and I look back, and I'm like, man, there are so many things that I wish I could have changed about that. But, like, yeah, I think this one, Menace, is going to, that one's got some longevity on it. We're real happy with it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of your side projects, you do uh, Gutter uh, Love and then Gutter God as well. You know, have, do you have anything that you've released recently with either of those that you want to mention, you know, for the people to check out or, you know, that you might have coming up? Yeah. Uh, Gutter Love is like constantly releasing new stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. My most recent, I released one like just before the pandemic happened. So that one kind of fell on its face. It was Florida Bird Songs. It's still got some bangers on it. 
And then I just, I want to say like two months ago, maybe mm. released uh, another EP from Gutter Love. The, uh, what the fuck was the name of that EP? I can't even, can't keep my head straight. But yeah, that one was another five song EP. Oh, and yeah. I've already got more music for that in the works. And then Gutter God, I just released High as Fuck with a music video or a music visual at least. Yeah. And uh, I got another, I have like four songs in the bank that I just need to like track the final versions of or some that I, I'm just kind of sitting on. Mm. And then I'm doing a feature with Gutter God right now that I actually have to finish up tomorrow, hopefully. So yeah, those are constantly, I'm trying to keep those constantly moving. And then Scum Apparel is kind of just fell behind and is releasing whatever merch the side projects release. Oh yeah. And Scum Apparel is pretty much just like, like you said, the merch for the, those as well as just, you know, like it releases its own stuff as well, right? Like uh, stuff that just says like, I, Scum Apparel. I have stuff. some pieces yeah i have some pieces that are specifically scum apparel mm. but for the most part i just release my gutter god and gutter love merch under the scum apparel brand oh hell yeah that's awesome yeah i do all the printing for that as well it's just got this little setup in my garage so i've been uh, screen printing for probably like five years now or something hell yeah that's awesome yeah, it definitely saves the, yeah it's also uh gives you something like you know more personal with the the merch as you do it but it also uh probably saves you a ton i'm sure on like you know cost and just time like contacting back and forth with people and shit all the time yeah you could argue either way i mean hmm. uh i'm no like professional by any means so most of my stuff i'm doing like one color or two color yeah uh and it's like if i really wanted to do like i have the gutter god album cover for high as fuck i got my friend dave moore to make that and oh, yeah. he also made a design for a shirt but it's like fucking eight colors 10 colors or something so that one i'm gonna get outsourced yeah but like yeah aside from the difficult shit if i could just put a little bit of elbow grease into it and get it out myself i don't see why not oh, plus yeah. it's kind of like fun and therapeutic screen printing it's a little it's a fun hobby yeah no definitely that's awesome but uh we can dive into the uh horror movies man if that's cool with you yeah dude i'm fucking stoked on this i i hadn't thought about it in a while but i've been thinking since you had brought this up like horror movies do play like a huge part in like of my life and just like american culture so it's like an interesting aspect to look at oh yeah definitely that kind of lends into my first question you know uh, what was your relationship with them you know growing up and you know did it change at all as you got older uh i guess like as i was way younger i remember just being like i was a big old scaredy cat I yeah, think I was same, probably yeah. like yeah seven years old and my cousins older cousins were trying to get me to watch it and the ring and shit and i was just not having it at all i remember that the movie the tooth fairy came out at one point oh yeah and it was yeah that i was at i feel like i was probably embarrassingly old to be scared of it but i was fucking not cool with that movie at all and i had a sleepover with my older cousins and they went to go like put it on after we had already watched the ring and i like i was just like fuck this i'm not i was like raising my voice at like one in the morning at parents <laughs> house i was like fuck this i don't want to watch it like i reached my yeah. limit at the end of the fucking ring <laughs> yeah right at the end of the ring i was already like i was supposed to sleep in the living room too right in front of the tv yeah fucked. <laughs> there were blanket yeah, i mean just... like as i got older it kind of became like it was a real cool time for horror movies for me because it was like I was still genuinely could get the shit scared out of me by some movie. Yeah. Nowadays, you know, I, I haven't seen a horror movie that like genuinely had me scared in a while. 
Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember the last one. It's more like interesting and fun nowadays. But like that at that age of like early teens, maybe Mm -hmm. I could still really be scared at like, I don't even know. Let me see. What are these movies? This era, this like paranormal activity was more fun. But that was like a cool one, too, because that was like early 2000s or something like yeah it felt like a an occult event like when people went to see the exorcist back in the day yeah and the marketing was all like reactions it wasn't like they didn't show you any of the movies so I, I, like pretty much that was one that everybody went into blind on like nowadays where the trailers show you the entire movie practically and shit yeah like that. I, th- I think the trailer did have the scene where she like got slammed to the ceiling or something yeah i think they had some some kind of small clips but yeah the like the that I think that was the first movie to do that also the like reactions on the commercial as opposed to like just commercial yeah I think so as well huh yeah that was pretty like that was a pretty revolutionary movie and then that genre just got took for everything it was worth until it became like a spoof of itself yeah nowadays it's really hard to find a good found footage film for sure yeah the found foot well I mean that's like Blair Witch originally right yeah yeah Blair Witch and then Paranormal Activity is that uh, oh that vhs was a good one i think with the found footage yeah vhs is awesome but cannibal holocaust oh, yeah. was the technical first one back in the uh the 80s i guess and then yeah and then, yeah that was wild didn't they get they had like a like a federal investigation because they thought that like the people on spikes were like actually dead people and then the filmmakers had to like go back and show how it was like no it's like not actually a head it's just this like gel silicone that looks like spinal <laughs> fluid yeah, they had to have uh, the actors come in because they thought they were really killed and shit like that. So they had to have them come into court and show that they were still alive and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah, I do enjoy. I think actually, like, like Hannibal, Cannibal Holocaust, and like, uh, kind of akin to like Green Inferno. Where yeah, it's just it's like brutal death horror film. It's more. It's not even like gore, but it's just like brutal death. Yeah, it's like they create characters that you're not really supposed to like, and then just kill the fuck out of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that does seem like a, a regular layout. Saw was big on that one. They made you like the dude that used to shoot up heroin. Yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, quite a few films, you know, that you, you saw throughout the years. Do you have one that stands out as like a favorite of all time or maybe, you know, like a few favorites of all time? Favorites of all time. That's real rough on horror. I don't know. Like, I remember some of them at the time were more impressionable. So like when yeah. I saw Hills Have Eyes, when they that came out, that was like a big one. Oh yeah. Uh, paranormal activity was a fun like cultural experience. But I would say like favorite of all I my favorite actually when I was uh in like middle school and like early high school was The Birds by Alfred Hitchcock. Fuck yeah. For some reason, yeah, it was like a mix between funny and actually like oh these birds are fucking these people up. Yeah. Now it's almost like creates a different kind of atmosphere when you watch a movie in black and white and shit like that. Like I love watching old films like that just cuz it like I don't know, it just makes you definitely think, uh see it differently. I think Birds was like Technicolor. It was that like soft barely color or was it black and white? I think it might have been like original if I'm not mistaken, I think it was originally black and white, but they, I think they colorized it eventually. So you might have seen it in color. You that know what I mean? Cuz yeah. Yeah, true. So. Yeah, yeah, there's something to that aesthetic like a like psycho even yeah like that kind of like aged aesthetic oh yeah no psycho and then uh i don't know if you've ever checked it out but if not i highly recommend it there's a french film called uh, eyes without a face that came out around uh the same time as psycho and uh it's very good it's never heard of it it's like more uh like a little bit more disturbing than psycho but it's just because it was french in the 60s like those films didn't get over here as often you know what i mean like they didn't know so, so. yeah europe does kind of know how to do like fucked up horror movies 
Oh yeah. They had uh, I, actually, I don't even know if it was French or not, but it was all in foreign language. It was uh, irreversible. Yeah, and I think that is French. Yeah, that one was fucked up. That was just made. That was unsettling. Yeah. And then like all the ho- hostile, I believe, was an American movie, but it was all European based. Yeah. Like that kind of maybe it's like this like American fear of uh, unknown European. No, they said that uh, once Hostile came out that it, like they had to make sure that they did it for like a certain city that wouldn't really mind it or see it that often. Because if uh, if one of the more like touristy, like popular cities saw it, they might get pissed off about it because it would like stop people from coming to that city and shit like this. So. Yeah, for sure. I feel like the foreign travelers went down that summer. Yeah. Uh, like the following summer, people saw that movie and were just like, no, it doesn't sound like a good idea. Yeah. I wonder if it went down or if, because people were scared or if it went up because of the crazy like horror fans that were like, oh, let's just see if this shit's real. <laughs> like, you know? I hope not. Because <laughs> the thing is, that's like real life horror because that's yeah. like actually happening. Now, I kind of fuck with that horror, too, as like, like I love you're asking actually about all time favorites. I think the original Alien might be like yeah. one of my favorites ever. But like, you know, that's like science fiction. It could be out there, this and that. But like all that and monsters is like not as scary yeah. as like being captured by like human traffickers or fucking some terrible real life shit going on. Yeah. Some like psychopath torturing you. Yeah, I always see Alien as like a sci-fi slasher film because the way it's like it plays out very much like a slasher. You know, it's got a final girl. He kills them off like one by one and shit like that. And it's yeah. like, uh, but the only difference is it's an alien on a ship instead of like Jason in the cabin. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. that's actually a very punctual observation. I never thought about that, but you're 100% right. Yeah, and of course, as it goes on, it becomes a little bit more like, like aliens is way more action, you know, with like all the machine guns and shit. But yeah, like, I didn't fuck with aliens really because it's like, like they made the one alien so insanely badass in the first movie. And yeah. now in the second movie, they're just like mowing them down. Yeah. No, no, exactly uh, what you mean. Weird. Alien versus Predator was another one that I did like. I was like just the right age for that, I think. Hey, and that's the same for me. And like Freddy versus Jason, that's one that like yeah. looking back, it's not the greatest film, but I love it just because, like you said, it came out when I was at a perfect age where I was like just getting over being scared of horror movies. And then yeah. it was like, and then seeing those two together, it was just like insane. You yeah, know, you never that was like at the age of like getting baked and going to see this ridiculous slasher yeah. we i actually recently got baked and tried to watch freddy versus jason again with some friends and we got like 20 minutes into it before we all agreed it was just not worth the effort <laughs> no i don't blame you at all that's one that uh i put on the other day but it's because i was taking a nap so i literally napped through it <laughs> yeah i was just sleep, like what's a good horror movie sure. to sleep through <laughs> but, no but i've been sleeping to a neurologist uh lectures recently i don't know why that sounds actually yeah. like it would be pretty calming you know what i mean yeah it's pretty monotone just kind of learning something and falling asleep oh yeah <laughs> no it's better than uh i come to bed sometimes when my wife fell asleep to real housewives i'm like and then oh, she gets no. mad at me for watching these horror movies where people scream i'm like you're telling me these girls are not fucking screaming at each other on real housewives but like what's the difference yeah that's like, like its own brand of like horror it's yeah. like meta meta like hellish <laughs> yeah i don't know that shit kills me my mom loves watching all of the real housewife with this and that yeah i cannot that shit melts my brain i'm not gonna lie i get sucked into it just because i'm like how are they this mad about this dumb shit and like why are oh, they hanging yeah. out with these people if they're that mad at them type thing and it's like so i get sucked into watching it when she's watching it but it's something i never would like just turn on you know what i mean it's mathematically formulated to stop you from switching the channel yeah yeah, that's why I've, uh, I don't watch cable a lot. So when I come in and she's watching it, that's the only time, like, I'll really get sucked into it. But uh, 
most of the time it's like for me if i put on cable it's like it's always sunny in philadelphia or something like that but yeah yeah you could always rock some sunny they just put fucking seinfeld on netflix that's my now go-to fall asleep to hell yeah no and that's pretty much what i mean by cable even is like i put it's always sunny on on hulu and she puts uh housewives on on hulu mostly with cable i just watch sports like every now and then but but yeah i don't know when the last time i had cable was I only have it for football. We've talked about getting rid of it just because it's like pointless at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know a couple of people that have the fucking cable only for sports. Yeah. And then literally one of my my friend, his wife ended up making him get rid of it. So now he's just like, all right, well, now I got to go to the sports bar. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rack up that, uh, that tab every week eventually and just show the difference. But like, look, this yeah, is the right? difference between that and having to pay for cables. <laughs> She's gonna send you with your own flask and a sandwich and a bottle of water. Yeah. <laughs> but you can stand outside the bar and watch through the window. <laughs> but uh, so uh, some of the films you mentioned, you know, uh, they ended up going on to get remakes and stuff like that. How do you uh, typically feel about like horror remakes? Do you usually, well, uh, you know, some of them you even mentioned were remakes, like you know, Hills Have Eyes and shit like that. Uh, and I guess even The Ring, you know, you were probably talking about the American version, you know, that was a remake yeah. of Japanese. Uh, do you tend to usually like uh, the remake films, or do you kind of uh, at this point has it been like? You know, that was quite a while ago. At this point, do you feel like they're kind of beaten to death or? I don't know. I fuck with the remix because like, oh, yeah. like you were saying, Hills Have Eyes, that was like a long stretch of time and like change in film technology and technique between those two movies. Yeah. And like, I feel like they nailed that remake for the Hills Have Eyes one. No, I love that um, film. That's one of my favorites too, which it might have been right age. The, yeah. Same thing with like the ring, like so many people would have never watched that just because of like having to read the movie. So just kind of brought it to a wider audience and it's just sharing a good story as long as the old movie, cause I'm assuming it was like based off of a Japanese book made into a Japanese movie, then an Amer- like an American movie. Yeah. So as long as like the original writers and shit got their due and got their money, I yeah. feel like that's sick halloween the 2018 halloween was like my favorite halloween hell yeah i can't really think of any other ones but like yeah some of the sequels get stupid no definitely i'm probably more into remakes than sequels no no um to speak on the the ring real quick if i'm not mistaken the ring 2 that eventually came out if i'm not mistaken that was directed by the same guy who directed the japanese movie the ring so he ended up at least getting you know he got hooked up on the second one because i think gore verbinski did the first ring and then the guy that directed the Japanese one did the second one. So, but, yeah, I think the uh, I think the second ring. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Kind of fell on its face at the box office. Yeah, no, it got and it's critically kind of uh, not really liked either. Which is one of those that I don't I don't hate it, but I definitely see why. Like it just didn't really uh, need to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were just following a monster of a movie. It's fucking hard to do. Yeah. Plus, they like what kind of sucks is it still went back to the same characters with that one and like they had already oh. beat it so it was kind of pointless for them to have yeah, to deal with it again you know that's kind of annoying too you could have just made it like a different version of the same movie with different scares yeah now that's but why i don't mind some of the later sequels and stuff because you know at least they kind of go away from that you know but yeah what about the uh the house of a thousand corpses and amazing that's like one of my top five but same. then you got followed by the devil's rejects which is slightly worse and then followed by what was it three from hell yeah which is just once more slightly worse yeah now i agree those are three films that i really love the first one but i do like devil's rejects and uh three from hell is like watchable because it's fun seeing the characters return but it's kind of like it's like feels pointless also but uh 
No, I really. I mean, uh, by the time you got to Three from Hell, it was like clearly a money grab. But it's like, all right, I already paid for Netflix anyway, so let's see it. Yeah, which also I think uh, one of the problems with Three from Hell is he had another script written, and then Captain Spaulding got uh, too sick to do that script, so they yeah. had to like rewrite everything. And I think that fucked the script. Yeah, that was kind of a cool. That was a good exit, though, if I remember correctly, like for his character out of the movie. Yeah, he was he was a badass up until the end. No, definitely. And it was nice to see him at least get to return for a scene. You know, he didn't like get too sick and, you know, pass or anything before he got to, uh, you know, at least yeah. film his ending. You know, they didn't just Which have to write nice. him off. They, they could have had to use like old footage and explain away some story. Yeah. So, yeah. At least he got his little bit. Yeah. Now, if they would have had to narrate it away, it would have sucked, especially like, you know, like how they did with Dr. Loomis and H2O. They pretty much have to like just say like, oh, he passed away years ago from the, you know, because they were rewriting what yeah, happened right. in four and five anyways. So they had to like, change it again and because he was too you know he was already passed away at that point they just were like you know shout they just like pretty much said it you know and it's like that stuff like that's kind of lame you know i mean i understand that you need to you know get it out there but sometimes it's nice to be able to like uh see their ending you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. oh yeah so at the back half of the show i like to uh, ask you know just two hypothetical questions uh and then you know one final question that i ask all my guests but uh my first hypothetical question and they mix the music and movies of course but uh my first one being if somebody approached you and said, I want to make a music video for Traders and I want it to be uh, based on one of your favorite horror films just remade into a music video featuring you guys, uh, what horror movie would you choose and how would you remake it for a music video? That is a good question. Let me, I'm going to look at my list of movies real quick. Hell yeah. There's a couple of different ways that this could go. Oh, once again, I just before, because I forgot to mention this one, one of the best horror movies, one of my favorite of all time, Silence of the Lambs. Fuck yes. Fucking banger. That one and Us. Fucking yeah. great horror movies. Us not... especially coming like that was the last horror movie that actually had me on my seat. Oh yeah. I love that one as Looking... well. Sounds of the Lambs I think turned 30 years this year if I'm not mistaken too. Sweet. Make me feel slightly younger. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I don't know. Maybe maybe just Texas Chainsaw. Fuck yes. <laughs> like some new Texas Chainsaw shit where it would just the song would be about just being like just being in that mind of Leatherface of being like, you know, like things didn't have to go the way they were. But you were like born without the mental capacity to understand the way that the world really works. And you were born into a mean fucking violent family. Yeah. And you were, you know, like violence was praised in that atmosphere. And you just became this fucking insane thing. And you're really just killing like teenagers without really understanding what you're doing that could be like a cool fucking brutal song yeah and then you know just slash your fucking <laughs> clips and stuff we'd have like uh different musicians like have the drummer playing in the room where he's like hanging people on the hook and then i'd be playing in the corner of a room where he's just like fucking taking a chainsaw to somebody oh yeah no we'd he be cool to guest vocals at one point tyler hands the mic off to leatherface <laughs> Hell yeah. Who would you put in the uh, the guest spot for Leatherface? <laughs> uh, Dickie. Long yeah. time homie Dickie Allen. I want to have him as like the voice behind Leatherface. Oh <laughs> yeah. Now that would be cool to see something from like the point of view of Leatherface, you know, because that's something that's never been done. It's always been from the point of view of the kids that come eventually to get killed, but it's like... I think they tried to do it in, uh, I don't know if it was the newest Texas Chainsaw, but one of the newer ones where the chick like goes back and finds that she has this inheritance that she inherited the Texas chainsaw house. And then like ends up finding him in the basement and like the local cops are trying to like kill her. So Leatherface kills the cop and like 
she yeah. has this understanding with her like cousin or whatever that's Leatherface. That shit no. was not good, but they tried to do that perspective. Yeah, the only problem I have with that movie is that it starts in the 70s and then jumps to today and she's like 25. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, How the fuck did that happen? But uh yeah. now I know what you mean. It uh it doesn't really go from like Leatherface's point of view the whole time, but it has more scenes where it shows him like doing stuff without it being just like a kill. And it also yeah. uh the way it ends almost like lends into like the sequel was supposed to be that, but instead they went and did, uh, which I guess the next film, it was that prequel that was like all from the point of view of Leatherface as a kid, but that was fucking terrible. I hated that. Shit. Oh yeah. That sounds not great. Yeah, it was that, out of all the Leatherface movies, like 3d is still watchable. Cause it's like, it's enjoyable. It's just like, it's hard. Like you just have to forget that stupid ass time gap shit. Yeah. And, uh, but you have to pretty much move the movie to the the movie back to the '90s, even though it obviously has Trey Song singing a Trey Song song in the movie that's from <laughs> the 2000s. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, like they should have just dated the movie to the '90s or something to make it a little bit more make sense with like who they cast. But uh, yeah, right. I mean, but, and people even like thinking about like selling the movie, like people love that like '90s vintage. Yeah, just throw a couple so Smashing Pumpkin song could, in and boom, people love it. Yeah, that. right. Straight the fuck up. Some Marilyn Manson in there. Yeah. No, they could have had a uh, like a bomb ass like just Roadrunner Records soundtrack to that shit and fucking uh, oh my god, <laughs> like really throwing it back. Now the Roadrunners would have been like early two thousand, but now the nineties like if they would have just like uh, stuck some nostalgic shit in it and like uh, you know just yeah. like they did with the seventies shit, it would have been perfect. But so that, that's why I still like give that one a pass because I enjoy it. Like it's got a good plot line other than that stupid one big thing. But uh, Leatherface is just a like a whole. It's really stupid. It's pretty much like a very terrible like trying to be gory like road trip with like four kids that are all terrible characters that you don't like and stuff and it's like other than some good gory ass parts is very not watchable <laughs> so, yeah but uh so hell yeah but that's a definitely a good answer because like i said i don't think i've ever but like you know i've never seen nothing that's like a day in the life pretty much a leather face it'd be cool to see that as a music video type shit <laughs> yeah if we get uh i'm gonna talk to my new manager about the rights for Leatherface, and we're gonna see if we can make that music video happen <laughs> hell yeah i think as long as you don't actually call him Leatherface, you might be able to get away with it <laughs> Maybe that's a very good point. I'll just make him the guy with the weird face and the apron. Yeah, and the chainsaw. <laughs> just make make him uh, the new uh, mascot and call him the Menace, and that way it's like the thing for Menace Society. <laughs> you got some ideas here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then you can uh, just go with the whole original character. You don't even have to. You could do like based on Leatherface. You know what I mean? But yeah, hard to do original characters nowadays. I don't know. Maybe if I were to do, if we're talking about that music video, you can make it more like actual Ed Gein. Yeah, he's not even like really murdering people so much as just doing weird shit. Yeah, no, I definitely know what you mean. Like just uh, like cutting up bodies and stuff like that and like doing stuff with them instead of like having people actually. Yeah, I think because he was like all of the movies based after him are all like serious, like violent thrashers. But correct me if I'm wrong. I think the original Ed Gein was like digging up graves and stuff. And then he ended up killing like some cashier towards the end. And then that's how he got caught. Yeah, I think he and killed maybe one his... or two people tops, and it was like... Yeah, I was thinking like two or three was my guess. Yeah, and they found uh, that he uh, dug up like 12 bodies, though, or something like that, like you said, and yeah, made like all lamps sorts and shit. Of, yeah. All sorts of weird shit. Yeah, I saw this fucking slideshow. I got sucked into some clickbait. It was like photos from the original like opening of Ed Gein's home. And there was like a crowd of like 60 people just like, oh, shit, that's like Mary on that lampshade. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to smell it. You know what I mean? I would be like, I'm oh good. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure that dude has nose blindness. Yeah. I'd walk in with like a dryer sheet over my nose and shit. Trying to... Ooh, yeah. It's got to be nasty. 
But uh, my second uh, hypothetical question for you is, would you ever want to uh, compose a horror movie, you know, like do the score for one? And if so, you know, I know it's usually not given as an option to the composer, of course, but uh, what subgenre would you choose? You know, would you want to do a slasher or even something more like sci-fi, like Alien and stuff like that? That's a really good question. I would love to try to score a horror movie, but I would want to do it like weird. Yeah, like it would probably just be like an extremely fast paced, frenzied like violent like chaotic movie oh yeah and i would probably end up doing a couple of just like death grind type noises like either um you know i would probably have like have to get a lot of help as far as like i would probably want some vocals or like vocal noises like yeah. if i could just get dicky to make the stupidest lowest gurgle guttle gurgle guttle yeah just kind of like put some reverb or something on that and like pick sliding like just weird i feel like i could have some fun and probably do something with that but i would definitely need the frenzied violent murder scenes to just have 300 bpm chugs and blast beats oh yeah and just have it fucking kind of like chaotic grindy noisy yeah like almost like a uh like Like a a murder opera hell yeah (laughs) that'd be sick as fuck (laughs) no i definitely uh I definitely would watch something like that. I'm trying to think of something to kind of compare it to, but I can't think of anything like similar in like style as far as like, uh, like killing, but I can think of stuff that's like upbeat like that, you know, like Hobo with a shotgun is just steadily like crazy yeah. shit. Crazy shit and, yeah, that too. Yeah. I could probably fuck with some of that, like uh, some of the like kind of comedy horror, like shit like that Hobo with a shotgun or the one uh, out of the double feature with the chick with the M16 on her leg. Oh yeah, Planet Terror. Yeah, dude, some just, like, rock and roll, like, heavy metal shit for those I could do, too. That could be fun. Fuck yeah. That'd be sick as fuck. But, uh, so uh, my, uh, my final question for you is, uh, do you have a horror story of your own? And it could be from something that, you know, happened to you in your personal life, you know, out on tour. Or even if you have a paranormal story, if you're a believer in that kind of stuff, you're uh, more than welcome to share that as well. I don't have a real paranormal story. One time when I was a kid, I was at a sleepover at my friend's house, and this fucking asshole convinced me as a child that his house was haunted and that his like hallway that I was sleeping right in front of on the floor was haunted. So uh, I was like, sick, that fucking sucks. I'm scared now. And that like ruined my, I think I got like two hours of sleep that night. And I don't know about like a real horror. I've had a very fortunate life where not a lot of terrible shit happens to me. Oh yeah. I don't know. I, I We had a, a funny, scary story, not exactly horror at all, but I'll tell it. Uh, so we were in fucking santa monica i believe on tour and our van was like kind of open because like three of us were chilling in there and apparently through the back door a homeless person had just kind of gotten on the bottom bunk and just crawled into our van and like passed out on the bottom bunk oh shit so we uh somebody i think tyler went into the van he was like hey is dave there like because dave's bed was the back bottom bunk and dave was up in the front seat and then we heard somebody mumbling in the fucking back and everyone was like what the fuck so we all get out and he got out too and pretty much like just stares at us for a second and books it and uh (laughs) the fucking i think the cops were like in the area so oh yeah because of the show cops were on the block so cops were chasing this dude and then my bassist dave fucking in tims and fucking jeans he outran the cops and fucking pinned this dude to a fence like around a corner yeah and he had to wait for the cops to come so he put his hand behind his back like he's got a gun and he's like stay there man stay there <laughs> we had to fucking kind of sad because this pro- dude is probably just fucked up or something on drugs but yeah it ended up i think passing him over to the cops 
that was not really a horror story at all but there you go yeah, I know what you mean, though. I mean, if you went and noticed that he's there, shit, who knows was, what he could have done. There was, you know? like, the horror moment of, like, being in the van and you just hear, like, in the yeah. back seat. It was, like, a Scooby-Doo horror moment. Yeah, because instead of hopping out running, what if he just started, like, stabbing y'all? You know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah, it's horror potential in the situation. Yeah, no, definitely. That is some scary shit, though, because, like you said, that moment of just, like, oh, like, unknowing, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just that one moment of, like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. No, and I don't blame you for chasing his ass down too, because you never know what he pocketed or you know left behind. You know what I mean and shit like that. So you don't yeah, want to get right? blamed for yeah, something. I don't even think anything got stolen. I think we just we lost the blanket that he was laying on because it was all fucking nasty, and like yeah. hobo juice on it. <laughs> what are He's you gonna, gonna like, do, man? On it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I uh, appreciate you for coming on the show and for sharing and everything, man. I'm glad we finally got to make this happen. Do you want to remind everybody, you know, about like your solo work and uh, you know, your apparel company, so you can check that stuff out? Hell yeah, I appreciate it. It's a good fucking chat. Uh, you got Traders Band, you got new material coming out, Menace to Society music video out now. You got Gutter Love, I'm releasing music all the time. Check that shit out. I'm mostly on Instagram at X Gutter Love X Straight Edge. <laughs> um, I got Gutter God also on Instagram, Gutter God Music. I got Scum Apparel also on Instagram at Scum Apparel. Come say hi. And as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as I'll be going back across the pond to be joined by my boy Alex East from the band Going Off. And real quick, I just want to say that Alan was actually correct about the birds. It was shot in Technicolor. I don't know why I thought it was in black and white, but either way. So don't forget to go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for your support and stay safe.